2019 was the year of strong ass ladies across all facets of life, standing up for what they believe in. Whether that be supporting other badass chicks, taking over politics, getting their money, owning the Me Too movement, it was the year of the voice. And we're here today to talk about our favorite cheeros from 2019. Women face unique challenges, from glass ceilings at work to everyday personal stressors. The Maiden Voyage podcast covers it all, offering tips and tricks for overcoming your struggles. While this lady-hosted podcast focuses heavily on women's issues, it's relevant for anyone who values self-improvement, equality, and badass inspiration. We all navigate this journey together. Welcome aboard. All right. So 2019, goddamn. There was so much really good, really groovy, really empowered and passionate women climbing the charts in music, in politics, I mean, in this Me Too movement where, you know, and I don't want to talk about the Me Too movement as like it was a lot of shitty shit happened to women. I like to think of the Me Too movement as a stage was given to us to feel empowered to speak up when something is not okay. As an individual, as a group, as a society, it gave us this place to stand. And if anything you could take away from the terrible things that happened to these women was that it brought us together and it made us stronger. And that to me was one of the standout moments of 2019. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I think I think it was good that you, you hit it right on the head there in the beginning, Jackie, when you said that this was kind of like the year that women found their voice. Yeah. More women were coming together to actually like say things, say the things that we've been thinking silently in the background for the past couple of years and actually yeah. put them out there. Absolutely, and all the women's marches and like little cat hats and the posters and the dads taking their daughters to marches, like all of this it was a movement it felt like yeah. yeah can we give a shout out though for those dads I think they're you know we lean so much on the the togetherness of women and yeah. the me too movement is certainly fuel for that and that built-in camaraderie yeah. but the men who are allies and the dads who are letting their daughters paint their nails and things like that are, are just tremendous it is it's it's beautiful because you know we can't make change alone, whether it comes to increasing our pay, getting another seat at the table, all of those, all of those, what could feel like small endeavors that we're taking on one by one in, in, in our offices or in our homes. We can't do that alone. We need, just like they say, like behind every strong woman is behind every strong man is a strong woman. Is that the saying, right? But it goes both ways yeah. too, right? Like I can't be this independent, tough chick unless I had a support system at home that let me feel like I had the freedom to do that. And, and we're blessed that we work in a company like Impulse Creative where we are allowed to stand up and say what we want and have a voice and are welcomed at the table. We're not given a seat, we're welcomed. And I think that's the big difference. I love that. Yeah. It makes me think of Jackie when you were talking to me a little bit one-on-one -on -one about like ways that you're raising your daughter to like maybe tell the audience a little bit about that, that you're not um, telling her that she looks pretty in her outfit. Like you have certain language yeah. and verbiage that you use yeah. already to shape and define the way that she as a young woman will view herself as she grows up. Yeah, it's really tough. My daughter's three, just turned three. And I've shared with the girls privately before that, you know, I was raised in the early 80s where it was like, stand up straight, stick out your boobs, suck it in, wear high heels, get your nails done. Like all of these things were ingrained into me about my physical appearance. And so I'm very careful in the words I use with my daughter because I don't want her to put value 
on her physical appearance. So like, she loves to get dressed up. She is a girly girl. She likes to get her nails done. And I never say like, oh, you look pretty in the dress, but you look nothing. Yeah, no comment when she's in jeans or a t-shirt. And so we call her dress up clothes, her fancies instead of like, so instead of saying, Oh, Abby, you look beautiful today. I can be like, Oh girl, you fancy. And so it's just putting like a different placement on the value on what she's wearing. She knows that fancy, like we're dressed up with fancy, but she doesn't say she's, I'm trying to not get her to correlate fancy to beautiful dress to beautiful. Beautiful is, is naked. Beautiful is who you are inside, right? It's not because you're wearing a dress. So I'm trying, it's really hard, um, but you know, you have to fight society. And I really think a lot of what we saw this year, and, and we're gonna link to this article, there's a Harper, Harper Bazaar article that you know, we like to pass stuff around and start conversation that had the top, how many was it here? What was it like the top? I think it's the top 10. Yep, that happened, to, that women have done this year. Um, and like one of them was breaking the barriers in the highest paid female director of all time, getting $8 million. Like, come on now. That's something That's we've never seen ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah. I mean, that it's pretty wild how women are just like freezing a, a path of wonderful fire this year in general. I was looking at like a Time article too, Jackie, where he's talking about like, um, the first like Muslim woman to serve in Congress just occurred in like 2019. The first Native American woman to serve in Congress happened. It, it it's wild these milestones that were they're hitting and they're all so so inspiring and fantastic. There's definitely been an emergence of powerful ladies. Were they wearing white? Um, black. Was it, was it black? yeah black at the golden globes when we're saying again like we're standing together we have made a fashion decision which like come on now the globes like you know all that e and best dress worst dress all the pressures i'm sure that they feel in having to live up to a certain standard when they're going to these events they were like nah felicia we're all wearing black and we're all doing it with purpose mm -hmm. and that's what i love too about the voice and the the stand that people are taking it's with purpose it's with definite action behind it. It's not just because it's, it's, it's for the greater good of the future. It just feels so exciting and awesome as we're moving like into a new, a new decade that we can teach these teenage girls that they don't have to stay silent with anything that they're facing, that this is an opportunity for them to see a stage, to have a voice and to stand up for themselves because that's what we have to do. Everyone has to do that. Mm -hmm. Jackie, I think you're can. so completely right that it's on purpose. I think mm. my my word for 2019 is intentionality. Ooh. So we're not doing anything by accident anymore. I love that. I love that. Can you share a little bit more? I haven't heard your word yet. I don't know how you haven't said that to me. Yet. Well, some news <laughs> for the group. Yeah. So the there's this idea that the actions you take and the things you do drive other parts of your life and right you don't always know what will happen as a ripple effect of those things but acting with intention thinking a step ahead of what you do today and what that might mean tomorrow or the next day or a month down the line is really the place I'm coming from so kind of being more premeditated about my actions and and how does that play into my life as a whole yeah again purposeful decisions that's incredible I like, love that 
you're in control. Like doesn't that kind of like feel like that to you? Like you're kind of like regaining control of like your present and your future by doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it also helps you regain control of the unknown. Mm. Right. Mm. So things are going to come at you that you didn't expect that you couldn't plan for that despite your best intentions happen anyway. Yeah. But knowing you can control your actions following that and following those times that are a little bit more tumultuous, mm-hmm. you can go back and say, okay, how can I act with intention again in this moment and change that course is just tremendous. Yeah. Um, I, this is not the awesome. listeners. This is not where we were going, but I'm gonna go there because ironically enough, the three of us on this call today, we were missing some of our mermaids, unfortunately. So you're only getting three powerhouses instead of five. But the three of us here on this call, all Julie was a surprise. We all have words or phrases for the year that we're setting like an intention on. Like, I don't want to call it a New Year's resolution because like, I don't think they're resolution-y. I think they're like, um, I don't know, what would you call it? It's not a resolution. I'm it's- calling it my mantra. Like my okay. mantra. I like mantra. I like okay. theme. All of that works. So again, we weren't going to go there, but Jen, I love <laughs> yours. Would you mind sharing with our listeners what yeah. your mantra for 2020 is? Yeah, I would. So I, I use the word mantra because I couldn't just pick like one word. I felt like it needed to be actionable. So I used two. Um, so mine is to declare sufficiency, which sounds kind of, kind of weird, but what it means to me is two kind of big things. Like one, this giant concept of being enough, being enough in multiple circumstances that you know, as a person, you don't need to judge your worth based on what somebody else thinks of you. Um, that like, I feel like I am enough in this moment of a person that is deserving of goodness. Like I give goodness and I'm deserving of it back. And it's just kind of like a peace of mind that I am a sufficient person and I deserve good things. Um, and like, second, like no yeah. validation needed, you know, right. like I love that. Yeah. Um, and the other half of the equation there is kind of, I'm trying to spill that same line of thought over into my life. We're always all in a, like, I want more, 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 more kind of mindset. And though I will still be making like healthy um, strides in 2020 to be improving myself and, and doing things of that sort, I still want to declare sufficiency that like, I don't necessarily need all these things. Like if I'm shopping at Target and I'm like, oh, should I get this like $50 item that I don't really need? The answer for 2020 is going to be no, because I have enough, I am sufficient, and I'm going to try to appreciate the blessings and gifts that I have in life right now, instead of always feeling like I need more to be happy. I, need I love to, that. Yeah, I mm. need to do that. It's great. It is. It's beautiful. And I, I if, if anyone is going to live their mantra, Jen, girl, it's you. So I am really looking forward to like what I think it's going to give you is like a lot of strength to grow. Yours too, Julie. Like I feel like these mantras are like very much growth oriented and I love that. I'm so excited for mantra 2020. Good. Well, Jackie, why don't you share yours? And I, I think it might perfectly segue us into some of our sheroes, right? It does. It does. Thank you, Julie, for that fantastic setup. Um, <laughs> it, it, it does, actually. So um, I, un, 
like I did it, I did not set a new year's resolution for 2019. I don't do resolutions. Like I, I just was never into it, but like unknowingly I started doing some really great habits for myself in 2019 that I'm really happy with in regards to my fitness and like working out and eating right and just like surrounding myself with really amazing humans and setting really strong boundaries around things I'm not willing to do. Um, I didn't really get good at boundaries until um, I became a mom and like my theory of life changed and it wasn't about what I want to do anymore. It was what about this little person needed. And it's really easy to set boundaries when you can kind of be like, oh, it's not really good for Abby but it's not really good for me either. So boundary set. But so anyway, I've, I've done all these things in 2019. And so uh, one, uh, one of our marketers on our team said, does anyone have a word for 2020? I'll share it like with our community socially. And I said, you know what? Like my word is consistency. I want to continue doing all of these great habits and things that I've started in 2019. And I want to roll it over into 2020 because I feel like I've been my best self in 2019 and I really just like to keep being a better version of myself because I'm you know always wanting to ante up and level up and grow whether it's through like reading or exercise or being a better friend like whatever that means um so consistency is my word and then as we were talking about like these shiros um that led me to like I'm obsessed with Lizzo I've spoke about her in like previous season like you all know I went to her concert and I'm like obsessed with her music um and so I just find her so fascinating as a human that and I know it's weird to say like Lizzo equals consistency but damn does it she has been busting ass for years like getting out there performing putting her music into the world just like kind of hoping that one day she was gonna pop and like we all know she did in 2019 it was like the year of Lizzo and like body positivity, like everything about her. It's been a consistent message and a consistent process. And she's just been trying and fighting and sticking to her goals. And it really paid off for her. And so when we were talking about like our Shiro's, it just felt really organic for me to say like, damn, like she is amazing from so many different angles, but she is nothing if not consistent um, in the mental health messages she shares, in killer music, in outfits, in body positive, like everything she does is consistent and it has been for like 10 years. So Lizzo is my Shiro of 2019. I know she'll continue to be in 2020 because girl, that flute and them legs, like she is life. I love her. <laughs> yeah. That is my Such Shiro such a proponent of arts education and band in schools and kids learning more than math and science and English and things that are really important, but, you know, pushing the boundaries there, which just a little piece of my heart just lives right there. I know. You can't not like her. Right. And I love that. Like, Michaels, I'm coming at you. <laughs> I didn't realize she didn't like her. I, um, I don't know. Like you said, I think it's just really refreshing too, because another big theme that everyone in general is focused on that I've been seeing this year is like the idea of like authenticity, like being authentic. And like, she seems like a legitimate person that is true to her passions and true to her values all throughout these years. Like you said, like there's not really denying the fact that she's like an authentic bitch, you know? I know. It's <laughs> funny though, because when you use that word authentic, Jen, I hear you. I feel like it can be a buzzword. In our industry, like, I just feel like it can be a buzzword, but 
she you're right she lives she lives her truth yeah yeah what about you jen who is your shiro of 2019 so I mulled this over for a while. I was like texting my best girlfriend as like a sounding board. And I'm like, I have so many options. Like, who do I pick? And I think by her like pointing out other people, I actually realized like, no, this is actually the person I want to talk about. Thanks for the suggestions, but you made me realize who I actually want to. Um, have any of you ladies heard of or read anything by Rupi Carr? Okay. Well, I'll give you like a little background on her. Um, so she actually was from a village in India. Um, she migrated to Canada with her parents when she was four. And like throughout high school, writing was like a huge, huge thing for her. Um, in 2013, she actually decided to share a book of her poetry. Um, she's like the famous author of this like milk and honey book, if you guys have seen this out and about. Um, and she started taking to like Tumblr and Instagram back in like 2014 and started sharing things about it. Um, you might have seen like Instagram posts because her, her poems for listeners that can actually see the screen are like very visual. They're yeah. like short poems, but they all have um, like some sort of illustration attached to them. So they're just like very kind of like shareable and Instagram, which kind of made her like an Insta poet. Um, but her verses are like really short and raw um, and she exploded basically. So this book that she released in 2014, it was on a New York Times bestseller for over a year, like 77 weeks, which was super impressive because she was, I think like 23 or something like this wow. when this, this first book came out. Um, and the book contains like poems about her past and like is kind of inspirational for women who have like survived terrible times. She described like the title of this as being like smooth as milk, thick as honey, um, kind of like in that regards. And she released in 2017 a second book, which I also have here, um, like The Sun and Her Flowers. And it kind of goes to touch on points of like loss, trauma, healing, like uh, revolutionary kind of like concepts like that. The reason that I ended up picking Rupi Kaur as my Shiro was the way that she handled receiving criticism for her work and her art. Um, some readers criticized it for being too easy or too simple um, because some of her poems that she released were only like five or six lines long. Um, but they were very kind of like punchy and emotionally charged and impactful, but people were poking holes in it saying like, this isn't really art. This isn't really talent. Um, like anyone could write like four lines. Um, and I have a quote that I could, one of the articles that I could share for our listeners if they want to yeah. dig in to learn a little bit more about her deeply. Um, she actually said something pretty cool. I thought that she used to write, she said, I would write long four page poems and found that they're just not accepted in print, like they are in spoken word. So I found that part that really made my stomach turn and I put that out. So to me, like I- That's powerful. I love the fact that she stands behind her art and mm. like doesn't want, like is poking holes at the people that are critiquing it. and. I don't want to like keep prattling on, but for listeners, I was going to read like one of her little short ones to that I found kind of really impactful. Go um, do it. Um, so like from her, the sun and her flowers book, she had one that reads, 
You ask if we can still be friends. I explain how a honeybee does not dream of kissing the mouth of a flower and then settle for its leaves. So they're, they're, they're short, but a lot of her pieces are very thought provoking and again, like emotional, like I said, and um, I'm, I'm telling her what, you know what, this is really vulnerable for her to put these very intimate, challenging notions out there. And I give her props for like exposing the most secret parts of herself to the world. Wow. Well, as always, Jen, you are exposing us and our listeners to rare, um, unknown font, you know? Like, maybe she isn't rare to everybody, but I feel like whenever Jen brings, like, her favorite book or her favorite music or her favorite whatever, it's never anything I've ever heard of. So thank you for continuously bringing some, like, really thought-provoking stuff and some new stuff. I appreciate that. And she sounds really awesome. I'm going to go follow her on Instagram. Yeah, she's really fun on there. And you should get her book. I mean, like I said, it was, like, on the bestsellers list for, like, 77 weeks. It's awesome. Crazy. All right, Julie, who have you chosen as your Shiro for 2019? Yeah, so so my 2018 and my 2019, Jackie, similar to, to yours, were really about lifestyle, fitness, fuel, boundaries, all of those things as well. And along that journey, I have used a great number of fitness apps. And I found a trainer using one of them that I became absolutely obsessed with. Her name is Meg Takis, and she's my Shiro for 2019, not because I'm obsessed with her from a fitness standpoint, but because of how she took what could have been, should have been, undoubtedly was a very challenging 2019 and turned it around into something major that she owns. So like I said, Meg was a trainer with a fitness app. She was a founding member of this company. She created tons of really, really great content for them. And in February of 2019, she and the company separated. And when she announced it, she was so classy about this change that at first I thought she chose to leave on her own accord, Mm. which was not the case. So that was kind of the first thing that said to me, hey, this is something different. And something this app had done was really encourage their trainers to build their personal following on social media. So she left this company. She's a personal trainer. She has a training gig as well. And she has her social media following. And that's it. Mm. She's not living in her hometown. Her network is not, right, this crazy thing. And a lot of people would have taken that moment in 2019 and said, I'm done. Mm. I'm moving back home. I'm going to get an office job, whatever. I need the stability. She turned it around really quickly, within a week, had her own website and was selling custom running and strength training programming. And she sold programs. She took all of the profit from selling those programs and turned it into a bigger machine where she was able to sell non-custom. So just kind of standardized programs at different levels. She started with three. She now has nine monthly programs. She founded an app. It's called Run With Meg. Every month, it seems like she's adding more and more features to this app, expanding her reach, working her network. She does crazy things like 
goes on vacation and while she's there comes up with three different plans for different types of businesses. So she took this really adversarial time in her life and said, no, 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 none of that. We're going to make this completely fabulous. So that has been super inspiring for me. She's also had some personal and health issues throughout the year in 2019 and was racing and coming back and having these issues, racing and coming back. She spent a huge part of her year training for the Athens Marathon and ended up going there, having a health crisis, not finishing the race, had healthcare in this not great environment, Seriously. all of these things. And she came out yeah. of it and just very quietly, but powerfully said, Hey, this is what happened. This was a horrible thing that happened to me, but I'm going back to basics and back to my life and my training and building up from here. And we only move forward. So she has this great community of women. She has this great message. She never talks about running to burn calories. She always talks about running as this concept of moving meditation and how it's Whoa, with your mental health and your overall well-being. She's absolutely fabulous. So her name is Meg Takis, um, T-A-K-A-C-S, Instagram, Meg underscore Takis. Check her out. She's just, she's the best. Moving meditation, sold. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Right? Like I'm not a runner. There's no part of me naturally that says, oh, you know what I would really love to do right now is go get some miles in. Um, but Meg made me a runner. So if she can do that, I'm pretty sure she could do anything. Maybe she'll run for president. Who knows? She can't. <laughs> Meg for president. I'm so on board. I love that. I love that you, what did we say earlier in our pre-show prep that she turned lemons into margaritas? Oh yeah. 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 You said she turned lemons into lemonade. And I said, well, kind of, but it's more like lemons into margaritas because she made it a whole different fruit. Like, yeah. I love that. I love that she like owned the situation and like immediately just chose the higher ground and pushed forward. Yeah. That's yeah. all you can do in life. There was never like one moment of she's going to blast these people. She didn't air any laundry dirty or clean, nothing. She just said, this is what I'm doing now. You can join me. Yeah. I love I that. I've been calling that like recently, like flipping the narrative. Like there are multiple stories that you can tell when something like that happens to you. You can choose to be the victim or you could choose to put yourself in the narrative where you just like move forward and tell it, make a different story out of what happened. Instead of something happening to you, like your sort of life happening to you, you're happening to life. <laughs> That's a yeah, weird Sure. So if you want to learn more about any of the strong sheroes or articles that we spoke about today, you can hop on over to our Facebook page, give us a follow, write a review, share with your friends, and please digest and read all of the really great information we're going to be sharing with you today. Uh, thank you for listening and joining us on our voyage, and we can't wait to talk with you all next week. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.